Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, back with another episode for y'all. In this episode, we're going to be talking about opioid addiction and how it affects his families. I got a special guest today that I'm going to be talking to about this. His name is Darren Hawkins. Um, before we get started, I want to let you know about a new initiative that I'm doing called the Doing Time with Joe Contributor. It's basically where anybody out there, no matter what profession you're in, uh, that has an, uh, anything that they want to say about crime, uh, gang members, how crime has affected your family, if you're a victim of crime, anything like that, I'm encouraging you to make an audio or video clip for at least five minutes, uh, no more than 30 minutes. Email it to me at doingtimewithjot at gmail.com, and I'm going to put that up on my podcast. Remember, y'all, the goal of everything that I try to do is to discourage crime by telling the truth about the lifestyle, okay? So with that said, let's jump right into back into the episode. Today, like I said, I'm talking to uh, a young man named Darren Hawkins. Uh, Darren, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Darren Hawkins. Uh, I'm 45 and I'm from Hendersonville, Tennessee. From Hendersonville, Tennessee, right? Yes, and we're going to be talking to him today about opioids and, and how it affects the person and uh, the family members of uh, individuals involved in that particular uh, addiction. It's a bad thing. And I, I just wanted to talk about this so that people can really understand how it affects families and uh, on a personal level, you know what I mean? So, Darren, uh, you've been in, um, incarcerated for how long? Uh, almost 18 months. Almost 18 months. How many times have you been locked up? Um, probably 25 plus. Probably 25 plus off and on. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's it. Okay, you ain't got to call me, sir. But I appreciate the respect. But look, this is what we're going to do. I want to ask you something, man. Um, me and you talked... Uh, extensively about you know your family and the things that you've been through and and, and, and I want to talk about that a little bit uh, but before we get into that uh, let's talk a little bit about your past drug usage okay what was your drug of choice um, my first drug of choice was uh, marijuana alcohol mm -hmm. um, acid LSD cocaine yeah um, and then it led to heroin, uh, fentanyl, and suboxone, anything that I can get under the influence with. Okay, let, let me ask you a question then. How old were you when you first started using drugs? And that, that drug you say was what, marijuana and alcohol? Mm -hmm. So how old were you when you first indulged? Um, around about 14 or 15 years old. 14 or 15 year olds. Do you remember why you started using? Um, because of the people that I was hanging around people with. People you were hanging around with. That's important, y'all. We need to make sure we understand what he's trying to say here. The people that he was he was around influenced his behavior because you wasn't raised to use drugs or anything like that, I'm assuming, right? No. Right. And I'm not trying to say anything about the people that he was around. I just want to point out that a lot of times, and correct me if I'm wrong, Darren, a lot of times when people... Uh, end up using drugs is because of peer pressure and what they see that's going on, right? They just want to be the cool person. They just want to be the cool person to be a part of that crowd, right? Yeah. Okay, so it went from there and you started, and what I'm interested in is when you started and why you started using uh, heroin. And when I say heroin, I'm, 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 I'm thinking that you're talking about street drugs, right? Yes. Did did your addiction to heroin start in the streets, or did it start in the doctor's office? It started in the doctor's office. And when when he says, and correct me if I'm wrong, when he says it started in the doctor's office, I'm assuming what you mean is you were prescribed some type of opioid. 
Yeah. Okay. Tell us about that and why were you prescribed those? Um, the first time that I was prescribed the opiates um, was when I was going to a doctor because of my back. Because of your back? I have serious back problems. Um, everybody knows that a doctor will tell you whatever they want you to hear just so they can get the money. So they can get the money. So did you know this doctor or had you heard about this doctor in the streets? Did you know that this is the doctor to go to to get the opioids that you wanted? Yes, I heard it from a friend of mine. Yeah. So what happened to your back? Um, I've got bulging discs. Uh, How did you get bulging discs? I fell off a concrete wall when I was eight. And so you had back problems your whole life? Yes. Got it. I got it. Okay. That's sad. Sorry about that. Okay. Now let's, let's, stay, let's stay focused on the story. Let's stay focused on the story. And uh, how long did you, um, how long did you deal with uh, the opioids before you end up using heroin? It was probably about two or three years. Really? Mm -hmm. Why did you start using heroin? Because it was cheaper. It was easier to find. I didn't. I lost my insurance, so the only other um, thing that I could do was go to work and. Spend my money on heroin street on the street. Drug. Okay, let me let me say something real quick here for people that may not know. Uh, now I'm gonna let you explain this because you explained it to me pretty good when we talked about this. What is opioids made from? It's made from uh, a derivative of heroin. It's made from a derivative of heroin. Mm -hmm. Right. So for a lot of you that may not know, the one of the reasons that people that use opioids end up going to heroin because that's what opioids are made from. You see what I'm saying? But opioids are prescribed by the doctors. Heroin <laughs> is prescribed in the streets, right? Yes. I yes. just wanted to make that distinction so people can understand that, right? Now, um, so how long, how long were you dealing and struggling with your heroin addiction before you got help the first time? Um, it was probably maybe two years at tops, and I went to rehab first. My wife went to rehab first. Right. So you and your wife were using together? Yes. How did that happen? Um, it was. Did you meet her and she was using, or did she meet you? Well, tell us a little bit about that. See, we had met each other off the internet. Okay. Um, in a chat room, and then we met up and we started drinking, and then it led to other drugs like cocaine, uh, ecstasy. And then it led all the way up to the addiction of heroin. Right. So y'all met off the internet. Was she a user already? Um, she smoked weed, but that was probably about it. So, okay, were you already using opioids? No. You were not. So both of y'all at this time, when y'all met, y'all were not using opioids. No. How did both of y'all end up on opioids? Um, one night we were at her uh, her aunt's house in yeah. Cross Plains. Uh -huh. And we were riding a four-wheeler, and we actually wrecked it. She flipped over, and we, she landed on my shoulder. I broke my collarbone, mm -hmm. and she had uh, did something to her wrist. So that later on that night, we went to Hendersonville Hospital, and the doctor prescribed us uh, opioids. Wow. So y'all ended up being prescribed opioids together. How long before you started going to the streets? Um, probably right after... That prescription was over with, probably about 21 days. After. So they only gave you a 21-day script. Mm -hmm. uh, did you have to get surgery on your shoulder, anything like that? No. You broke your collarbone? They yeah. just straightened it or whatever? 
But no, really, could. actually, they, they gave me a sling, and I put it up in a sling, and then they told me later on that there was nothing wrong with my collarbone. What? <laughs> yeah. Our medical system. Okay. Uh, they gave you heroin. I mean, they gave you opioids, but they said nothing wrong with the broken. Okay, dig that. So, you and your wife on opioids, and then after about 21 days after the prescription ran out, so when you hear us say script, we're talking about a prescription. When the prescription ran out, you ended up going to the streets. You and her together. Yes. Okay. Dig that. Now, um, I want you to talk about as much as you're comfortable about. Um, but I want to ask you, uh, how long were you and your wife on opioids? Um, Who's the, let me ask you, before you answer that, let me ask you this. Whose decision was it to go to the streets to get this help? It was kind of both of our decisions. Because you was you was addicted at that point. Yeah. And you were looking. You needed something to get the edge off. How did you know heroin would do that? You at first, I didn't even really feel the effect off of heroin. Yeah. But one, no, let me ask you this. I get that. How did you know? I mean, because everybody does not know that opioids are made from a derivative of heroin. I mean, op uh, heroin, right? Poppy seed. How did you know that? I really didn't know that until actually a friend had, had showed me uh, the heroin and asked me if I wanted to use it. But the only way that you could do the heroin back then was through an IV. Through, through an IV. Through a, a needle. Yeah. So a friend told you the heroin was just as good as opioids and this is how you have to do it and so on and so forth. It gives you the same effect. It same puts effect. a warm feeling all over your body. Some people it gives... Uh, a lot of energy, you know, they don't want to sit still, um, just stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to get to something that I know is difficult for you to talk about. So, you know, you you, you gauge how you want to discuss this. Uh, but I want, I want my listeners to know uh, how this drug has affected you. We see all the time um, these pharmaceutical companies on TV making settlements uh, with the various state governments and providing money for uh, 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 detox programs and stuff like that throughout the states. But we don't often hear from the people that are, are affected the most. You know what I'm saying? By You might have a story on TV here and there. But I want you to tell people how this addiction, how this drug affected your family, specifically, if you don't mind. Um, it affected my family real, uh, it was a real tragedy. In what way? Um, because of my wife, uh, I was incarcerated one day. Yes. And at like 8.20, 8.30, they called me down to the sergeant's desk. Right. To get on the phone and... When the other person picked up the phone, it was the Nashville morgue. The morgue? Yes. Yeah. And they wanted me to give them permission to release the body to my, uh, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law. And who are we talking about here? I'm talking about my wife. Your wife OD'd and died. Yes. Yeah. Why are you in prison, jail? Yes. And what other tragedy have you suffered from that, from the drug? Um, I actually suffered a lot. I mean, it's the reason why I'm actually in this uh, situation now because of the drug use and 
letting yeah. the uh, addiction overpower me and just make me think like a real stupid person. No, you're not stupid, bro. I, I get that, though, why you say that. But what other family member have you lost due to um, drugs? About three years ago, I lost my brother due to uh, an addiction that he had. He overdosed and passed away as well. He had a combination of uh, hep C, and he was taking the medication, but yet he was still out there mm -hmm. doing heroin, whatever he could get his hands on mm. to get high on. So you've had two family members to pass away. You have kids? Yes. How did it affect them? Um, to this day, it's been five years. I still haven't talked to my kids. Why? All because they actually blame me for their mother passing away and her being addicted to drugs. Yeah, yeah. And you shared this story with me. I just wanted you to share it with my listeners. And um, I know you didn't. Uh, I know you're not responsible. And one day they're gonna know that, you know what I'm saying. So just stay strong on that and don't, don't give in to those demons, man. And uh, but tell, the, I want you to tell, you know, the listeners, how did that affect you when they called you down and that sergeant was telling you that? What happened after that? What did you do when you went back to your room? Um, I actually I, I shut down. I didn't want to talk to anybody, all because I, I lost my best friend. Yeah. Uh, somebody that was very important to me. Um, it made me feel like I aged 10 years within a 20-second period. Right. And, and I just secluded myself away from everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, um, did her death, did your brother's death uh, prepare you to stop using? No, not really. You couldn't stop? No. So what finally got through to you to make you stop? Actually, coming to prison this time. You think so? And coming to prison helps you stop. How so? Because drugs are around and all this mess. So, but how did you do it? Drugs are around, but I also taught myself how to be a stronger person yeah. because of what my past has, has dealt me. Right. Um, with being in here and, and losing family members and all that, um, you know, I just... I'm a stronger person today. Yeah. And I'm glad for you too, bro. For real. I'm glad for you. I really am. And I, I, I know this was hard. And I want to thank you for doing this. I think it's going to help a lot of people. Um, and, and, and Darren's on his way home, y'all. He's on his way home. He has less than 10 days. In my, I think that's right. Less than 15 days. Let's say that. You know, he'll be home eating some steak and some chicken and all of that. You know, and enjoying life drug-free, you know what I'm saying, working. Listen to what I'm saying, y'all. He's going to be drug-free and working. And when you see him out there, if you see him out there, lift him up, encourage him, help him, talk to him. Don't be a stranger. This is what the face of heroin opioids will do to you. You know what I'm saying? This story is a story that people need to pay attention to because it can decimate your family and cause all kinds of pain for all kinds of people. But this brother here has found a way to endure and get to the other side of it. There is another way to get through this thing. You know what I'm saying? And you have to find that way for yourself. And there is hope. And if you really need some help, reach out to these 
uh, facilities that offer the help that you need. Don't do this alone uh, because it's hard. Uh, and, and, and there is help out there for you. And I want to end this show on that. This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker. And Darren, is there anything that you want to say on the way out? Um, if you have an addiction problem, don't be scared to ask for help. There's help out there everywhere. Man, dig that. That's how we're going to end it. It's peace, y'all.